tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, 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 fellow domies. This is episode 11 of season 3 of Under the Dome. I am your host, Jackie Borowski, and with me is Amanda Fields-Bennett. Dancing to Dancing Love, to is, a Love is a Battlefield. That is the name of the episode, Love is a Battlefield. Um, can you, there, there's no way you can turn my headset up over there. That's off. Oh, wait. No, I can't, I can't hear anything. Okay, let's adjust I'm it. I'm sorry. We're just going to fix it while there we're on we go. the air. That's so much better. I'm so sorry, guys. But it's, it's a live show, so that's what happens. That, that is what happens on a live show. So we have, um, let's start off with our team. We have a lot of things going on at the daycare, which I think is ironic considering there's a birth happening here, that there's so many things going on at the daycare, which is the most hideously de- decorated daycare that I've ever seen. It's very obviously a set that they wanted to make look like a daycare and not a pre-existing daycare. Yeah, and they just keep... <laughs> it's so funny because the daycare is so distracting. It's like they went into a whole bunch of different like yard sales and stores and grabbed everything they could and threw it together on a set. And I'm like, everything just looks like barf. And I know that a lot of things... When you have a daycare, there are a lot of toys and decorations, but this is just a big old mess. Like, random flowers on the wall, sunshines. And then, uh, like, pillows that don't go with the chairs that are all kinds of, like, different patterns. Pieces of foam under the dome. You know, the little, like, puzzle piece. Yes. Like, it's supposed to just basically be in one area of the floor, and it's, like, on the wall. I'm a Virgo, so um, A, it's Virgo's birthday month. But Ooh. B, um, that means that insanely poorly decorated and dis- disorganized things drive me crazy. I could see that. Yes. I mean, it kind of drives me crazy when I'm trying to focus on what's happening in the scene and then they like zoom or pan around the room and then it's like, what is that giant sunshine doing staring down at me? Like, it doesn't. I, I should mention uh, randomly that James is not with us tonight. He couldn't be here, but he will be here next week. I will not be here next week. Um, if you want to find James, he's what at E Black Hope. No, Black What's Hope his? LA. Black Hope LA. E Black Hope, I think, is his Instagram. He has a couple of different Twitter accounts. If you find hashtag James Law Junior, you have found him. Yes, he has and his he's, own hashtag. He's all over Twitter all the time. Yes. You can find me on my website, 123jackieb.com, and that's where my Twitter and Instagram are. And Amanda Fields, where can they find you? You guys, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at Twitter, because I want you to tweet me, at the Runway Queen, and I'm also the Runway Queen on Instagram. So, we have our team at the daycare. We have uh, them looking for a cure. We have a couple... Under the Dome is starting to become overwhelming in the sense that there seem to be so many 
subplots going on that I'm having a hard time keeping track of who's what where. We don't know, we don't entirely know if some of our team members are loyal. We have this problem. Oh, you mean the resistance? Yes. Yes. We don't know if some of them are loyal to the resistance or not. We we had that big twist at the end where we learned that Junior is not part of the resistance. But let's actually start with Nori. Nori, who was... Oh. She shot someone in the last episode. Yes. Which and it, seemed very unnecessary. Well... I mean, she was trying to save Julia, and so she did the first thing that she thought of, which all of a sudden which was is killing someone. Someone after in the, first the time you learn how to use a gun, yeah, perfectly in the center of her forehead. I don't know if that would work. I mean, I feel like the first time shooting a gun, you might get her arm or something. Yeah, she was a pretty darn good shot for having that one session with the the gunman. I don't actually know his name. If you know his name, please let us know. But, but I think Nori. I, I wrote down, she has a fierce walk in the forest. She's, like, got her gun, and she's walking through with Julia, and she looks like she's ready to tackle anything. She all, all of a sudden looks really strong and looks, like, kind of, like, more like Julia than even Julia does right now. It's funny that you say that, because when I saw that scene, I was like, Nori looks like her hair is not very red. And I know that's the weirdest thought to have, but I keep thinking that our two main do you want me females, to keep three it, main females are redheads. I'll and keep so it like, real for you right now. I have a feeling, I'm not so sure, but I have a feeling that the actress that plays Julia probably gets hair color done. Oh, of course. And then Nori probably is a real redhead. Yes. So real red hair doesn't quite look so red on camera. That makes sense. That makes sense. Redhead expert. <laughs> you learn you learn something new every day yes, here on yes. AfterBuzz TV. And then so of course Nori's, Christine, of course, has got her color going because you know, as we know, she's a little older. But yeah, as we all want to get our hair color done from time to time, so that is true. You know, that is true. I um, color my hair. Highlights, low lights, red lights, <laughs> green red lights. light district <laughs> here on under the dome. Oh my god! Anyway, so, so Nori definitely looks. She's dealing with her repercussions of shooting this person in the last episode. And she goes up and asks the gunman, how does it feel? Does it get any easier? And he's like, it just gets better each time you shoot somebody. And I'm like, why? Why did you? Why would you say that why to somebody? Why would you say that to a young, impressionable girl like Nori? Advice. But he's saying it's like, oh, it doesn't hurt so much. Like, it's a little bit easier. It doesn't, you don't feel as guilty. And he's like, do you feel guilty? And she's like, actually, I feel nothing. Which is weird. I wonder... Like, is she creeping back into the dark side? Yeah, it worries me because we have these... We have these little uh, signs that people are not as they should be. And we know everyone is walking the line of being human and alien because of their emotions, because of the amethyst. And I wonder if that just means that she doesn't feel anything because that person wasn't a human at the time. She doesn't feel anything because Mm. she's starting to become an alien again. Part of me is wondering if Hector's story about the dormant ones coming back to the, you know, pod people's life. I don't know if that's true or if he's just trying to say that to them to make it easier for them to leave the dome, like the resistance. Well, the people that were always human, Big Jim and Julia, Mm -hmm. are they the only two left that were never in the pod? Yes. So he's trying to make it easier for Big Jim and Julia to leave the dome, and he's trying to tell them, oh, well, they're going to always be infected. I feel like Hector was saying that, though, not not necessarily as a 
character motivation or a character line. But I feel like that was the writers putting something in the back of your head to say, okay, at any time that that you think these characters are okay, they might not be. It's kind of keeping you on the edge of your seat. Yes. Which is interesting and and a cool way to kind of make it stay exciting. I feel like... It's everyone's everyone's part of an espionage, you know, that people are double-crossing and triple-crossing each other. Oh, and To yeah. a level that sometimes it drives me a little bit crazy because... I'm like, what I don't side wanna, are you on? Yeah, I don't want to keep wondering, <laughs> aren't they or aren't they for every single character? That's exhausting. You just said, aren't they or aren't they? <laughs> aren't they or aren't they? <laughs> because that's how it makes you feel sometimes. Yes, it makes you feel um, exhausted that you can't speak. Oh, but you know, I... I really like how Nori kind of stands up to Big Jim, which again is more Julia-esque. She comes back to the house. She has her gun. She's toting her gun from just killing this woman to save Julia's life. And she's like, whatever, Big Jim. You're not my dad. I can do what I want. And I, I do like, what I want, Big Jim. Yeah, I do what I want. You're not my dad. Which is, of course, very, like, teen It's very hilarious because of her. she doesn't ever... Ha- I mean, she has the... She has a sperm donor, but she doesn't have... She never had a Well, her... Whichever person that fathered her is still out there in the world somewhere. That's true. So she might be still wondering about her birth dad. I would hope that she's at least just missing her moms, because she had some pretty cool moms. I know. Not that... Not not saying that he needed to be in the picture, necessarily, because mm-hmm. he was more of the sperm donor, but still. Um, yeah, yeah, speaking of missing her moms... Actually, I I will save that for later, but there's a big um, tie-in with her mom that recently died in an episode um, when she was in the caves. Right. To this episode. Yes. So I want to mention that later when we get there. I want to say, the next thing I want to say is, what is the deal with Hector? I don't understand because Hector is waffling in a sense that I can't figure out what his character wants or what is going on with him because he seems to be acting as if he wants to kill everybody and we know this he said this but then he's letting them go through with the cure which doesn't seem to actually be a cure so i can't i can't really tell if the character is doing a bluff with the cure like saying oh this is a cure but he's just doing it like Hector to fool people. There must and, be. But in this, in that case, I'm sorry. But oh, sorry. In that case, if you're going to inject people with something and you want your goal is to kill them all, wouldn't you just say this is the cure and then you inject them with it and then they die? It doesn't make sense to me to that say he's that like, there needs to be a test. Yeah, he's like, let's test and try to find this cure. And why would you do that if your ultimate goal is not to do that anyway? I think he has to tread lightly because look at who he's around. I mean, but he's Big like Jim the just... boss of them. Hector is someone that I'm not so sure I can trust for a couple of reasons. One thing is, okay, he's a new character. Right. And he says he's with Acteon, but I'm not so sure we can trust Acteon. And then he's coming in here. We know he's covered up the secret about Lily's father. Right. However long it is. We don't know how many years does it say. I don't know. But we know also that he wanted to to destroy the files, but Lily saved the files. So he's trying to... The files, which we are going to, I guess, uncover in the next couple of weeks. Well, part of the files had what happened to Lily's dad, Patrick, in Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So we know that he was trying to hide that. 
And we know that he was trying to hide the history of what Acteon was doing. And then we know that he kind of feels like he wants to cure people, but kind of wants to kill them all. This is the craziest thing about Hector and Lily. And the whole Acteon thing is they already knew that this happened to Lily's dad. So why not get everyone out of the dome right after it comes down? What the hell? Sorry, but, like, if they already know that Lily's dad, Patrick, is going to go... He's gone through all these things because of this alien pod people race, then how could you let people stay under the dome for so long when there's, like, a red door exit route? Like, Well, it was interesting because a lot of the fans were messaging about that red door we had i'm trying to see if i had we had impultastic and michelle fitzgerald mentioned that the red door which is correct i didn't realize that i didn't remember this is only a way into the dome and then they, they used to jump down in the they cave used to jump down to in the caves but then that got closed up when uh lyle fell down there so I guess and there then, really isn't an exit at this point. Phil from the radio station also fell down there. Right. So I, I guess there is no exit, but it seems to me... I don't know. It seems I always, like they gave up on finding an exit. Yeah, and it's always been kind of unclear to me in this season because I felt like the scientists who were working for Acteon could freely move inside and outside of the, of the dome. And maybe that was not the case, but no, that's what they're appeared, making it look like. It appeared that way. Let us know, tweet us, comment, if you thought that the members of Acteon could find a way clearly inside and outside of the dome. They, Not just in, but in and out. They know a lot more about the dome than the people in the dome. Yes. Know. Yes. <laughs> Domies dome know. That just sounds so weird, but I had to say it. Okay. Well, I also really... Uh, I was I was kind of like thinking that this dome baby was gonna look really crazy when it was first born. I don't know about you guys out there what you thought. I want to know. Tweet us, please, what you thought this dome baby was gonna look like because I was shocked. I was shocked that it looked like a normal baby. Yeah, I definitely thought it was gonna be a snake. Yeah, I thought the it was way, gonna be a snake the because way of the way it, her stomach rippled, and maybe that was a hand, but it felt like a snake. I was like, if it's supposed to be fingertips, they look like an adult hand. <laughs> it's either an adult hand or a snake. They did play a rattlesnake noise when the baby was moving the belly. So I'm like, is that just a trick to make us think that it's gonna look like a rattlesnake? <laughs> but we're like, is it gonna be pink, purple? Is it going to look like an egg? Like, what the heck? Like, is it a baby even? Is it some kind of creature monster? So. The way it moved to me and the way it looked was was like a, a Muppet worm. <sighs> Something from Fraggle like Rock. Big and exaggerated and kind of jerky weird. Well, and also how crazy that she went from getting pregnant to having a baby in four days. That is crazy. What's crazier is that they've been under the dome for only four weeks and all these things have happened. <laughs> yeah, four weeks later. So uh, let's get into the our love triangle with Julia and Barbie and Ava and the alien baby. And it has come full term. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Heyo! <laughs> so we have, we have, Barbie is not trusted by Big Jim and Big Jim doesn't want to give away his location because we're still... 
According to Big Jim, we're still on the fence whether or not Barbie can join the team. Julie is fully team Barbie is with us. But Jim points out that she will want to protect her baby. He will want to protect their baby. Mm -hmm. And then as we find out, they were also protecting themselves from Christine finding out where they are. Yes. Because it's like wherever Eva goes and that baby goes, Christine's going to follow. So... This episode, in this episode, we learned how to forcibly make someone give birth without using any sort of medicine or inducement medicine. How about, yeah, Julia just kind of... You kinda, can literally pound some... Is this scientifically possible? I, I don't think don't so. I don't think so. I don't think you can, like, press a pregnant belly and a baby comes out. And that was the fastest, and I understand that in this, uh, this birth is, has been accelerated from the start, but she literally went into labor in the span of like, went into labor and gave birth in a span of like five to ten minutes. Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, and so I mean, she was trying to hold it together until Christine could get there. But it's like in a normal, you know, quote unquote normal. Every labor is different, of course. But in a, a relatively normal birthing situation she would have been laying on the bed for at least an hour for right? heaven's sakes at least right like, there would have been plenty of time for christine to get there but no barbie and julia are like let's get that baby out of here. let's pound your stomach and there was one point where barbie pulls out the knife and i literally thought he was gonna cut her open and i'm like please i thought you please, were gr- i'm not prepared i'm I thought- not prepared for I thought you were recoiling in disgust because you thought he was going to kill the baby. And I was like, this is so out of character. I was like, no, he's cutting the cord. I didn't actually, because the way it seemed to me, it was so fast. I didn't actually think the baby was out yet. I literally thought he was going to tear open her vagina with a knife. Oh, no. And because the show has gone into some very violent points... Namely, a lot of them being in this episode, but there was a baseball bat incident that I shall remind us of. I was not putting that aside that that was not a possibility. Oh, you mean when Barbie brutally murdered the construction worker? Yes. Okay. Or contractor, I should say. Contractor. Contractor. So I I didn't... I, I did think it was a possibility that he could tear her open with a knife and then realize that he was just cutting the cord, and I felt good about that. I was like, no, no, no. Like my, I was like that would not make any sense for his character to start chopping her up. Like, but no, these no. two, I can't believe they handed the baby back to Ava. Oh, I can't believe it. I, you get this far and you do that. I'm making awful noises because I am so disgusted. I can't so believe they did disgusted. that. Disgusted because the baby comes out so beautiful and sweet and all ten fingers and all ten toes. And and then, you know, Ava's like, well, I mean, she has to eat. I, I have to feed her. Big mistake. Huge. Huge mistake. And then we have oh this we have this moment where she's breastfeeding and we see the alien life force moving the into... The purple veins in her body yes. popping out. Like, we see the alien life force moving into the baby. Purple and eyes, purple veins in the baby. Ava has completely... What I don't get is I did think that Christine was going to die immediately when the baby was born. Christine? Because I, 
Oh, you mean Ava? No, no, I mean Christine. I thought Christine, because she is the reigning queen, I thought she kept saying, I don't have any time left. I'm running out of time. (laughs) So I thought that... Her, like, term of life is over. Yes, she kept saying that. So I was thinking, oh, when the minute this baby is born, Christine's going to drop down dead. That would make more sense. Because she was the reigning queen, and then she dies because the baby's born. And so now it's weird to me because Christine is... As far as we know, supposed to die soon, but they killed off the mom, and it's... I know this baby probably has an accelerated uh, growth process, too, because um, we see in the previews it's older than a baby. It looks like the same actress it's that the same actress. Eva. Yes, it is the same actress. I mean, you guys could have hired a new actress. It's the same actress. actress with blue contacts and some, like, blue hair stuff. Disappointed. She just, I'm she just sorry. wanted to expand her acting, acting role, <sighs> acting abilities. So we, I know it's an accelerated life process, but I still was thinking, doesn't the baby need more like nurturing and learning and growing up that is not coming just from a tape recorder? Why would why would the process be to when we've talked about Christine being the queen and having to die, why would the process be for the life force to leave Ava and then Ava's like, oh, uh, what has just happened? I just gave birth. That's weird. Um, She's like, whose baby is that? Is that my baby? No, it's not your baby. And then in one <laughs> that of... That might be my favorite line of the night. <laughs> no, it's not your baby. Go back to sleep. It's the second time that we've had that line because Ava said that to Barbie. There's oh. a lot of it's not your baby going on. Mm. The baby belongs this to is, the kinship. This is like a Maury show. You are not the father. You are not the father of the kinship. No. Of the queen of the kinship. You are not the mother either. This yeah. baby is just this baby is on our own. This baby I guess. is very special. So special in, keyword. In one of the second creepiest scenes of Under the Dome. Wait, one of the... We had a lot of creepy scenes One tonight. millionth creepy scenes this, of Under this, the Dome. Yeah, this might be like the, the queen of creepy scenes episode. Christine smothers Ava with a pillow while singing her a, a lullaby. Uh, a sweet lullaby, like with a straight face. It was very um, American Horror Story, if oh. American Horror Story was poorly done. Um, oh my god, this was really, really like... I mean, I know it's acting, obviously, and she was fine. Because she plays her own daughter later on in the movie. Maybe that's why CBS did that. We want you to know this actress is actually okay. Yeah, and we also want you to know that it's not the same person because she died on the show by Christine. Yes. They had to make it very dramatic. Yes. And how creepy when she pulled away the pillow. Oh, the worst. The worst. Terrible. And she's like singing a lullaby and she's like, yeah, okay, now I'm just going to carry this little baby around after I just killed her. Mom. So creepy. And then, okay, speaking of creepy, the Resistance manages to capture the uncapturable Junior Rennie. Yes. And they bring him into their daycare clutches. Although, to be fair, Junior did just kind of walk in, into their zone. So I'm I'm not really sure why Junior is the brilliant leader of the kinship. I don't know if the kinship... Really took notes on what was happening maybe in Under the, the Dome maybe seasons he's, one and two. Maybe he's not really the brilliant leader. Maybe he's just convenient. I'm quite sure he's convenient. Yeah. And maybe Christine was just like, mm, I want me a piece of that. And I will make him 
I will make him a major player in the kinchi. <laughs> major player. With my oxytocin. Ew. I'm just glad they have not brought up oxytocin <laughs> at all in this episode. The goo. It was starting to get gross with the goose oh smearing. But to quote a girl, with, or the girl with the dragon tattoo, they always walk in. I don't know if you read that or saw that, but you know what I'm talking about. It's a good book. It's pretty creepy. Uh, anyway, I didn't even read the second two books out of that series because I was too creeped out. They're really good. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll revisit. Um, however, okay, so he Junior comes into the daycare room and they strap him down onto a cot. And they've tied up his arms and legs. And they're going to use him as the... The test, test subject for the antidote for kinshipism, which... And they find a hair of Christine. I don't know why Hector's wasting his time, because he doesn't seem to care about this anyway. They're like, so, well, we have Christine's DNA, finally, a hair that we found somewhere in the forest. And Julia says that they shouldn't use it, which is correct, how much did we see it coming, Wait, but though? We just talked about how many redheads are in this episode. Three. Yeah. Are we sure that it was Christine's hair? That's a good point. Could be Julia's That's hair. That's a good point. Could be Nori's hair. Guys, got to check that out. I so, just thought of that right now. So, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's going to come up. They you were used pretty... the wrong hair! <laughs> Sorry, this was a natural redhead hair. It was from Nori. <laughs> Oh, but how much did you see it coming? You know, I did actually think that in the first instance when Junior was talking to them that he had, that he had, um... Come back? Come back, which Junior's always had a tenuous relationship with his dad, but I did like, I I did like that moment where Big Jim is finally... Showing some real fatherly emotion and trying to say things real should be love. different. Yes, real love. He was like, oh my god, I lost you. Like, I'm so happy that you're here. It's going to be different now. We're going to be together. We're going to work at the used car dealership. <laughs> Father and son. It doesn't even matter what we sell. It could be anything. As long as you're happy and we're together. It's going to be different this time. But the moment he was saying, I need to cut your um, restraints, and then he goes to Hector and suggests it to Hector, and Hector's like, don't you dare do that. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is going to be bad. Well, also, I hate to say it because I want to be able to trust people when they're genuine and stuff, but I just felt like whenever Big Jim was having that big speech with Junior, I was like, either Junior's going to die in this episode or he's going to turn evil again. I just kind of knew it because it was too sweet for Under the Dome. Yes, I did. I did actually, I, I said this to you, I did actually think Junior was going to die because Under the Dome seems to be willy-nilly killing actors off and maybe Alex Koch wants to be in a movie. I don't know. So Well, um, he should be. He's proven himself on this show. Yes. He's had a really he's interesting a really, story. Yeah, he's and had to do a lot of really creepy, weird stuff. And he's, I think, it's, it's interesting to watch all these newer, well... Not necessarily newer actors, but, like, actors that we haven't seen before that we don't necessarily, like, follow. They've grown. Well, They've Alex all Coke, grown so much. Literally, this is his first show. So I wasn't sure um, if they were trying to do something surprising and kill him off. But I guess, no, he's just going to continue to run around and be evil. Um, I do want to take it. We're not a, so sure because because they didn't really try to cure him the same way they cured the other people like Barbie. That's they just true. injected Junior with something that we still don't know what it really is. 
And he was running a fever of 106 and sweating it out. But, like, they didn't try to reach him. I mean, they did in other episodes, but they didn't. I feel like while they had him strapped down, maybe they should try and talk about his childhood more and, like... But I feel that the other people, their their um, their cure is only temporary, because the idea is to kill this parasite that wants to live on humans and overtake the earth. So they they do need to find something that's more permanent than just use your emotions until until the parasite just completely overtakes you. Oh my god! Whoa! Whoa, crazy. Um, that's very scary to think about. I mean, I'm sitting here kind of afraid. But uh, the dome is very scary. I do want to. I want to stop for just a minute to give some shout outs. Oh, do it. We we love it when you guys tweet us. We love comments. Uh, iTunes, your comments and your ratings on iTunes keep AfterBuzz TV alive. It helps keep us visible and therefore helps keep the lights on here at AfterBuzz TV. True. Um. No iTunes comments this week, but I will read iTunes comments on air. Um, I do want to give shout-outs to, um, first off, Omar, who is a Twitter follower of mine, who said, rolling with the domies. What's up, Omar? I want clueless under the dome to be a hashtag right now. (laughs) So excited about that. Our producer just did this move, like, rolling with the homies. Someone on YouTube... Last week when I talked about a poop emoji, someone who was a poop emoji wrote a comment on YouTube, and I was so thrilled about that. Um, that was their profile picture? It was, yeah, a poop emoji. I was just thrilled. Oh, my Shout God. Shout-outs to Jamie Perez, Teresa Campbell, who watches um, a lot of our episodes and definitely does not think that they're going to be able to loop the four hands into the current storyline. I'm... Wondering about that myself. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna. Come um, out. Also, shout out to Cat Harlan, Cat Harlem, and I don't know. I wrote my. I can't read my own handwriting. I oh think my it's Picuegita. It's P I C U E G I T A. But I Picuegita. But I have really bad handwriting, so that might not be it. But shout out to you, <laughs> and thank you for watching into the dome. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to follow that up with the creepiest thing in the whole episode. Is Speaking of Junior, he totally takes out a guy in the most disgusting way. I mean, there's a lot of disgusting ways. But he, like, totally manhandles his face. It was so creepy. It was like a yeah, mask. Yeah, he... And then snapped his neck. Yeah. Just like it was nothing. He and brutally he... murdered the gunman. And he had, like, more physical strength than before they injected him with the cure. Which makes me wonder what Hector's doing. And Hector was like, oh, well, you know, whatever's in them must be smarter than the anecdote. It must be, you know, twice as strong as the cure. And it's like, what? You know, you've got to know more about it than you're letting on. I think Hector, Hector has this look in his eye every episode of knowing. He knows too much. He's not telling us everything that he knows about this whole story. He's, oh my god, like, I feel like Hector might be a secret alien. I don't think he's a secret or alien. He's, or he's, like, the whole reason that the dome is there. Hector, I feel like he's, like, 
pulling the strings. There's something, there's definitely something fishy up with him. But um, we don't have much time left, but I do want to talk about Joe because this is my favorite scene in the whole episode. I don't know how they got the rights to the actual song Love is a Battlefield, but they did. And Joe has his headphones on and is singing Love is a Battlefield and then pretends like he doesn't love Pat Benatar. But we know you do, Joe. Oh. We know you do. Everyone does. Yes. And Christine berates him for... He's like, oh, it was just, it was a record that was here. It was the only thing. (laughs) Sure. Mm. Sure, Joe. Christine berates him for not being serious about his bringing down the dome duties, but Barbie had asked him to stall so that... so that they could try and cure people and save the baby and whatnot. Joe um, decides that they should split the amethyst into seven pieces. And they rolled that amethyst in. And I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Amethyst-tastic. Which, by the way, it cracks me up that one of the... (laughs) Cracks me up like the amethyst. Like the amethyst. (laughs) It cracks me up that one of the positive comments about Under the Dome that they show in the previews is Dome-tastic. That's not not a thing. You can't just say Dome-tastic is not equal to fantastic. That's not a thing. It's Dome-tastic. Um... But it's good. it's a thing now. Hashtag. That's like saying feet are feet tastic. It has no meaning. <laughs> feet are feet tastic. They're so feet tastic. Well, it's okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with an okay on the dome tastic. But um, yeah. The so so Joe Chris, decides that there's some sort of tuning fork thing. Like if you play the right keys on the in the music, it tingles the amethyst, and the amethyst brings the dome down. Which actually just reminds it tingles me tingles the amethyst. It just Light re- of the night. It just reminds me of um, Masters of the Universe when they play that key. They have this like key synthesizer thing, and you play this tune that's like, burr, 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 and then you get into the like different worlds on Masters of the Universe. I don't actually. I have. I'm tone deaf, so I don't know the actual What's song. Ma- Masters of the Universe. Um, the live action He Man movie that is amazing and has Dolph Lundgren as He Man. Oh, okay. I need to watch. If it. you want to see Dolph Lundgren at his best, <laughs> it is him as He Man. Okay. Now he's just old and on Expendables number 84. Does, but Does she make an appearance? No, she does not, unfortunately. Oh, man. I always wanted that as a kid. I always wanted she to come in and be like, you guys are messing things up. But, yeah, like Julia. But Courtney Cox is on that. Oh, Courtney Cox is okay. on that. Yeah. Okay, I'm so on So they board. stole that Amethyst idea from the very um, critically acclaimed Masters of the Universe. <laughs> critically acclaimed. Critically okay. acclaimed by seven-year-old me. Okay, okay. That sounds good. Um, I was just going to say, Christine was like, well, she tries to explain this and it just sounds so laughable. Well, the amethysts conduct a tone into the egg to act as a key to unlock the dome and bring it down. It's like, what the what? Yes. When these people write these things, (laughs) I wonder if the first draft just says, jargon, 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 science, 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 stuff. And then egg, they, egg, egg, right. amethyst. And then they ask a couple of people, yeah, or like, they, or they, they just ask the actress to improv it. Think of like, something that sounds like it could go there. What makes sense with the dome and amethyst and like the pods and the pink stars falling? Go with it. Make with it, it up. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but anyway, that was her theory. And then uh, she's like, we only have one amethyst left, so you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to break up. Yes. 
the amethyst into seven pieces. And I thought she was talking about the tiny amethyst that was on Joe's desk that he was testing out with the whistling. Nope. They brought in the big one. And they they like, brought in the big amethyst gun. And I was like, oh, you mean you have two left? Because there was a little one right there on the desk. They brought in day play. They brought in favorite day player number one to help to help Joe break that amethyst up, and we shall see what happens in the next and he's, episode. And Joe starts coloring. He starts coloring on the amethyst. He's like, "Break it where I put the marker." Um, he's I like, thought, "Are you sure this is our last one? It's our only hope." That's what I wanted him to say. Uh, any Star last? Wars. Yes. It's our only hope. It's our only hope. Amethyst, um, Joe. I also um, want to just call out Amanda's favorite part of this episode, which was Ava's backstory about uh, one drop of blood. When there's was, a broken piece of him and a broken piece of me. And I was and four, I'm singing and we an emo song. Camping. And then a year later, they were divorced. I feel like these are lyrics to like a My Chemical Romance song <laughs> that they just wrote out and she read them. I'm sorry, but when people go into these backstories, I kind of chuckle because I'm like, that didn't really ever happen. Like, they just like throw that in. Like, Why is your first memory of a piece of blood on a teacup? My first memory is of my parents and toy fraggles. I think that's a decent first memory. Yeah. I remember putting on all the jewelry in preschool. It was See? like the dress-up corner, and there were like plastic bracelets, and I put them all over my arms, and the necklaces, and and I and I put bracelets on my ears like earrings, and it was Aww. so cool. It was the, like my favorite. I was like, I'm doing this every day, and I think I probably did. <laughs> so anyway, that's a real backstory. Hers, I don't buy it. <laughs> I'm sure it was real for the character, but when she started saying it, I I don't know. It it was my favorite. I love it, and I think it's kind of. Ridiculous. It's it's magically ridiculous. Magically ridiculous. And, uh, oh, one last thing. Junior had some great zingers tonight. Some great... I so mean, did not Big Junior. Jim. I'm sorry. Oh, I Big meant Jim. to say Big yeah. Jim, and I said Junior. Oh, they're one in my head right now. Big Jim had some good lines. He was like, well, oh, all of a sudden you're raw, raw cure, Julia. I, th- I really do think that the writers give... Big Jim the best line. This is what they work on the most in the writing room. They're like, what can Big Jim say today? They're like, F the backstory. Give Big Jim some zingers. (laughs) We'll make up the backstory the day before. (laughs) The morning of the shoot. Oh, I was four years old and... uh, um, And I bled on a teacup. And he Uh, he called Eva Barbie's little side piece. And he was like... um, (laughs) Talking about spiders and killing spiders. And I was like, oh, the bug made the appearance too early. (laughs) Which it's dead, by the way, for the record. We know that it's dead. We know that we it's did dead. not kill it, but we know that it's no longer here. Oh, but then yeah, Big Jim. He just yeah, he was like, "There's creepy crawlers." There's and he was comparing um, a pregnant spider with Ava being pregnant with the queen baby. Although I did think he had a good point that um, he does. He was saying we don't want these people to get outside the dome and multiply and take over the human race. And he's Which like, makes well, sense. he's like, I wouldn't kill just any spider, but if there's one pregnant with the queen, <laughs> new evil spider, I'm gonna kill that spider because it's the right kind of spider. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so I had to say that because it was an enjoyable moment. It was definitely an enjoyable moment. Okay, now into our. Um, Predictions? I don't actually want to say predictions, and I'm thinking, oh, news and gossip. That's what I'm trying to say. We're thinking about gossip. After Buzz TV News. 
So they are selling set pieces for Under the Dome. They're selling set props and decorations. Oh, my God. Start, it started today. It ends on the 29th. It's in Wilmington at the MCO building, 802 North 23rd Street. That's so, in my home state of North Carolina. So if you are anywhere near there, you can go buy yourself a piece of Under the Dome. Might have to call my dad. You should call your dad. <laughs> Call your okay. dad and ask him to bring you excuse, Ava's bed. Excuse from me. Oh birthing. no, no, not that. I would pick the the amethyst. The amethyst. And I want to bring it to the show. Oh, I would pick the tape recorder. Um, <gasps> Ooh, good one. Thanks. So, and also the show. It, it's no, not, I would pick the egg. I would pick the egg. The I don't even know what I would pick. The show's not getting good live ratings, but it's getting good live plus seven, which is the DVR ratings. So oh. they're hoping that the DVR ratings are enough for a renewal, but we don't know about a renewal yet. <sighs> so now to our AfterBuzz TV predictions. Predictions. And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Okay, I made Jackie promise not to do a spoiler this week. No, I'm not doing any spoilers. Okay, but okay. I will predict that the queen baby is going to be played by the same actress that played Ava. That's my <laughs> prediction for this week. That in the preview. <laughs> That's my prediction. That's a very bizarre haircut, by the way. Um, okay, <laughs> this show only has two episodes left of the season, so. It's really hard to predict what's going to happen because each episode has held a lot of surprises, but I predict that Lily's father will be a key piece of information in the next couple weeks. I think whatever goes on with her dad is going to be the key, the message, to know what to do with everyone else. Yes, because if they get destroyed under the dome and he goes out and impregnates everybody, then we are in a pickle. Pickle! (laughs) (laughs) You know what Jim Gaffigan says about pickles? They're just drunk cucumbers. Oh, <laughs> I love Jim Gaffigan. We'll leave you on that note. You can find me one two three jackieb.com. Where can the people find you, Amanda? You can. Find... <laughs> I'm still laughing about the joke. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Runway Queen. And please tweet us. I'm trying to do my best to reply. My show Words Wine Women is filming this weekend, so catch us on Periscope. We're going to be doing live Periscope of our behind the scenes. Words Wine Women. Yes. Words, wine, and women. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to End of the Tune. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.